Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And I'm going to give you some attributes of a life lived to the fullest extent, of a life that is fully alive today, experiencing a life of true freedom. Let's go to John 8.36. Look at this. John 8.36. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. On the count of three, I want everybody to read this. One, two, three. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Let's read that again. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. One more time or two more times. If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. One more time. If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Somebody say, I am truly free in Jesus. Whether we've lived like it or not, we are truly free. In Jesus, according to what he said, because Jesus himself said, if I set you free, if the Son of God sets you free, you are truly free. Now this message is for me as much as it is for you today. It's a good reminder as a believer. It's an encouraging message. But it's some things we need to do as believers as we live life to its fullest extent. Live life to the fullest and to be fully, fully, fully alive. Number one today. Big, big point. Enjoy. Don't wait until you don't have it anymore to enjoy. I'm going to tell you something right now. My mom, was she battled with cancer a long time. And I remember when she was winding down last year, we knew that if God didn't do a great big miracle, she was going to go be with Jesus. We knew it. We all knew it. We talked about it, me and, and, and Dad and Jen and Elaine and John and Valeria. We, we all talked about it. I'm sure Elaine talked about it with Ephraim. We we knew, we knew that if God did not intervene, mom was going to go to heaven. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, I'd go spend time with mom at her house, and it was hard sometimes. It was hard seeing her like that, losing weight, and she was still so beautiful and young looking. Then she had a walker after a while. She had a walker that she pushed around. It was tough seeing her like that. She was 65. But I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed every moment with her. We'd play music that she liked. We'd play oldies. We'd play worship music. One time a friend of our family, you guys know Augie Burner. He has Burner's Appliances. He, he knew that we were hanging out, and I guess he knew that Mom had, had battled in her health. He, he'd known for, for some years. But it was me, Jen, and Mom one day and during a men's retreat. I believe Dad was out of town, and he, he texted me a recording of him playing piano, and he played a song for Barbara. Oh, and it touched my heart. I've, I've heard that song since, and I've cried. But I want to tell you something. I enjoyed holding her hand. I enjoyed being with her. I took pictures of some text messages she sent me. Um, I'm not as good at this. Others are good at videos, but they took videos of her, John and Lane. And I kind of get grumpy at my birthday party when people start recording me. <laughs> Hope you never get to see that video, but last year's birthday party, John was video recording and I was kind of being grumpy and a smart aleck and I look back at that and I said man I should have enjoyed the video more because mom was still here but I did my best and I enjoyed her so much I enjoyed her so much I held her hand I loved her I kissed her I saw mom and dad's relationship I enjoyed talking to her and texting and laughing and listening to music and praying together I enjoyed mom you guys got to enjoy what you have right now you got to enjoy what God has given you. So you got to remember that none of this is going to matter unless you can swing it out into eternity. 
This is not going to matter unless you can push it out into eternity. I mean, your gas bill, it's really not going to matter unless it's tied into eternity somehow. Credit cards, your house, where you're living, your home life, your situation, what is going to matter in eternity? And I want you to push that out into eternity. And I heard this from a man of God years ago and say, should I worry about this? Let me push it out into eternity and see if it matters in 500 years. See if it matters in 10,000 years. See if it matters in 10 million years. See if it matters when we're on the other side and we've lost track of time. And there is no end to time because we're with God. We're in eternity. We're outside of time. What matters? Enjoy your family. Enjoy your walk with God on this planet. Enjoy your church home. Enjoy the worship. Enjoy the preaching and teaching. Enjoy the connect groups. Enjoy the people in this house of different colors, of skin tone. I love it. I feel like heaven's going to be like this. Not I feel, I know. We've got all kinds of tones of skin in here and different kinds of hair and bald heads and thick hair and goatees and clean shaven and glasses and taller and shorter and, 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 and thinner and chunkier and, and happier and louder and quieter and, and people with different styles and different favorite colors. Man, enjoy it. This is your chance. Enjoy it. Be fully alive. Be fully alive. I look back on certain seasons in my life and I say, man, I could have enjoyed that better. Have you ever done that? Say, man, I should have enjoyed that. I should have enjoyed that. And I did really good with, you know, we're talking about people that have crossed over and gone to heaven. I did really good at enjoying some folks. I really did. Folks that I knew I loved and they loved me and I spent time with them. I enjoyed time with them. I really did. My grandmas and um, my grandpas. I had times and seasons where I spent time with them and I really got to enjoy. But there's other things. You say, man, I could have enjoyed that car better. I shouldn't have been so grouchy about the car payment. That was a good car all those years. I should have enjoyed my cat and my dog and my neighbor. Man, I've learned it. I know not everybody's an extrovert, but I've learned to enjoy my neighbors. Don't know why, but when you're facing the street from our house, I become buddies with the ones that are in that house on our left side. Now we've had three different families that have lived there, and they've moved on, but I've enjoyed everyone that lived there, especially the first and the third that have been there. I wasn't as close to the second couple. We were friendly and stuff. I'd say hi, but I was buddies with a guy, Michael, that lived there, and now a guy named Evan and his family, they've moved, and we stayed friends. It was cool. They even showed up at church, and we got to be a light to them. And, man, both times, the first and the third, showed up at church. So we're praying for good neighbors now. And I've enjoyed my neighbors. I have. I've enjoyed my neighbors. He was a drummer. One Christian song said he was a loud drummer. But thank God he was a really good drummer. Jen would be taking a nap, or I'd be taking a nap on Sundays, and he'd be over there, you know, whatever. Like, man, I'm glad he's a good drummer. But we'd sleep through it sometimes. But it's like I started to compliment him. He was such a good guy, and he got nervous about it and stopped playing the drums as much. <laughs> I said, man you, man, you play the drums really good, Evan. You know, enjoy. Enjoy right now. This moment, capture it. It'll never be exactly like it is right now. It'll never be exactly like it is right now with the clothes you're wearing and that look on your face and the smile on your face and maybe what I'm wearing exactly in combination with that and how it all looks in here and who's here. and Enjoy. Be fully alive. Jesus said, if the Son has set you free, you're truly free. 
You say, man, I'm going through it, though. I've gone through some illness. I'm believing for a miracle in my body. I'm believing for that. I'm believing for this. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. I didn't mean to stay on this point for so long, but enjoy the journey. Enjoy it. My wife and I are different on the road. I like road trips, number one. She had to do a lot of road trips for missions and acquire the fire and teen mania and stuff when she worked in that ministry in Texas, but she's not as big of a fan as road trips as I am. But I am a journey person. Sometimes I'm almost more excited to be journeying somewhere than I am to get there. Is that weird? Somebody said no. Okay. Well, then there's more than one not weird person in here then. Because I'm like, man, I love it. Let's stop. And my wife is a mover and a hustler. She's efficient. She's like, we got to get there. We got to get there. And she enjoys it. She does. And we've made road trips fun. But that's my preferences. I'm like, man, I just love the journey. So I want to encourage you guys this morning, enjoy the journey. It's not perfect. It's fraught with danger and perils and things. But you know what? We're not being crucified for our faith right now, are we? Mm -mm. We're not being shipwrecked in life like the Apostle Paul was and beaten. And he was whipped for his faith and kicked out of towns and kicked out of churches. Can you imagine? No. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy. It's that simple today. Enjoy and being fully alive. Enjoy. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Okay? Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its, look at this, I love this verse, own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Keep going there. So I concluded, Solomon said, so I concluded there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Has anyone tried out orange vanilla Coca-Cola yet? Anybody? No. Is it good? It's all right. I'm disappointed, but I'm going to try it anyway. On one of those days where I'm getting caffeine and sugar, I'm going to load up. Orange vanilla Coke. I don't remember the last time. Oh, I had a Sprite recently, maybe, on vacation. But you got to enjoy. People should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. All right? Verse 13 there. Let's go on to Ecclesiastes 8.15. This is in the Bible. Look at this. He said, so I recommend having fun. Because there, you ever read that verse before? You ever noticed that verse before? I recommend having fun because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat. What? Than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. That is interesting. That is scriptural. Have fun. Hey, and Vali's in the house. She and I love fun. Is the baby girl with you, Vali? Camila's in the house, too. Oh, my goodness, we love that child. Somebody said she got my mama's nose. We love Camila and Vali. I'm glad you're here, Mija. God bless you and welcome. Praise God. Enjoy. So here's my question this morning. What do you like doing? What do you like doing? I've been searching for this late. I, you know what? I'm telling you, this message is as much for me as as much for you. I'm naturally a fun person, but I've missed out on some stuff, I think, in recent few years. I think I have, and I'm having to revisit and reboot and relearn and look at stuff and go, well, I don't do that anymore. I, I finally outgrew video games. I'm sad about it. 
I bumped into Johnny Enochos the other day, and he goes, man, me too. He goes, I wanted, the other day I wanted to buy a video game. He said, but I didn't want to play it. I'm like, I tried over the past five years. I buy a game, play it, sell it, play it, sell it. I'm like, man, I just, and Jen's like, baby, I hate to say it, but I think you've outgrown them finally. Got to figure out something else. Do I like walks? Do I want to pick up golf? Do I want to hike? Do I want to do geocaching? Do I want to do urban exploration? Some of you are like, what are those things? you got to find stuff you like and enjoy doing in life that is legal and moral and do it. <laughs> legal and moral. <laughs> Stay with me now, people of God. Legal and moral. So enjoy. What do you like doing? What do you like doing? You say, man, I'm a foodie. Then cook it up. Eat something healthy. Eat something. And take breaks and get an orange vanilla Coke, right? Something that's not healthy. But enjoy your food and your drink. <clears throat> Legal and moral, man. Let it be a blessing to you. What do you like doing? That's number one today. Number two, I'm pretty good at this even when I'm going through it. Sometimes I forget to do it, but I'm pretty good. Lifelong. It's been a lifelong habit. Laugh. Laugh. If it's a dirty joke, don't laugh at it. Just don't. But laugh at stuff. Laugh at movies. Laugh, even if it makes people uncomfortable. I've been in uncomfortable meetings before, and I laugh just because it's one of my default things. And people are all, what are you laughing at? Right? What are you? I remember, I'll never forget this. This is probably not the best time. Eighth grade, Coach Jackson was our teacher, our history teacher. And he, he was a coach, so he was taking the basketball team or track team out of town. And guess what? They didn't leave us a sub, and we were eighth graders. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? They were, we were eighth graders, and it was history class. And so we didn't have a sub, so some people lost their mind. And I can remember them by name, screaming and running down the hall. I didn't, but I was talking loudly in the classroom. I was, because it's what I like to do. And that was fun. Well, I remember when Coach Jackson came back, he was mad, and he was saying some unsavory things to us. He was very disappointed. It was an accelerated classroom. We were supposed to be honor students. But we loved each other, and we had a bunch of classes together, so we were like family, and we were bad sometimes. Me included, I guess, but I was just a big talker. So he gets back, and he is shouting. He's angry. They don't permit a lot of this now. This was a long time ago. This was the late 80s. And he was shouting and angry, and I'll never forget one of my buddies, um, she was right near me, LaShondra. She was right near me, and she thought it was comedy hour. She was laughing while he was screaming at us, shouting us down. He was peeling the wallpaper off the walls. He was mad. And you know what happened? Finally, he goes, do you think, he actually said that. He said, do you think this is comedy hour? Who's laughing? And she, was, she thought it was funny. I think he said a few curse words. It was crazy. Now, you shouldn't, there's a time and place for laughter. There is, but I just want to remind you today, you need to get your laugh back. Are you in here with me? Are you in here with me? You need to get your laugh back. You need to get your laugh on, but you need to get it back first. Because some folks just don't laugh anymore. It's not funny anymore. And some things we don't laugh at, but some things, gosh, you just got to laugh. Can we practice this morning? It might make you blush, even through your tan. But should we laugh a little bit? Sophie's a really good laugher. I remember several years back, it was probably 10 years ago, we had a Thanksgiving meal in the gym, and Dad was having contests, 
And he goes, who can laugh? Who has the best laugh? And he got people up there to laugh. And Sophie got up on the mic, and she gets the giggles. Uh-huh. You remember? And you won, hands down, Sophie. She just laughed. She got on the mic and laughed herself silly up there. And we laughed. It was great. I was so proud of her. And she has a great laugh. And she just laughed. So, I mean, we don't have to get into it too hard this morning, but can anybody say, ha, ha, ha? <laughs> you can do better than that. Say, ha, ha, ha. And some of you, listen, you need, to laugh at, you need to laugh at the enemy sometimes when he's speaking a lie to you. You ever had the enemy lie to you? And he says what? He says, you're not going to make it. Oh, you're going to die soon, or it's gonna, not going to work out, or you're not going to have enough. And all you can do is, you know what? Kenneth Hagin did it the best. He would say, ha, ha, ha. Can you do that today? Look at me. Look at me. Come on. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Look at me and say, ha, ha, ha. Go ahead. <laughs> That's not bad. You need to practice that when times are rough. You need to practice that when times are not good. You need to practice that when you're going through something. Just laugh. Let's go to Psalms 126.2. I am not going to get through all of it today. Psalms 126.2. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Can we read that verse again from the beginning, Mia? What amazing things. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Look at verse what? Verse 3. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. You're having a tough time? Just start to remember. Say, man, you know what? God's done great things for me. God's done amazing things for me. God has been good to me. God has been faithful. And here I am. I've made it thus far. Praise God. God has been good to me. Oh, that's good. That is good. So laugh. Don't let the enemy and don't let life steal your laugh, your joy. <laughs> steal your laugh, your joy, your purpose, your fun. Don't let it happen. I've had seasons where the enemy has tried to steal all the above from me. There was a man of God years ago, and he had a book. He said, If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy. That was the title of the message. I believe it was by Dr. Savell. If Satan or the enemy cannot steal your joy, oh man, the possibilities are what? Endless. Endless. I watched you guys, you going through this cancer battle, Brother Charlie and sis, and y'all would come in here smiling and say, it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. And he was doing cancer treatment. And, and the wife, the sweet wife was right with him the whole time. And they came back in the midst of cancer treatment, came to mom's funeral. And were smiling and joyful. And they'd come to church as often as they could. And, and guess what? I got good news about them. So here's something we can praise the Lord for and laugh about. You're about to return to work, aren't you? Amen. Praise God. <laughs> he says, I can't do this staying at home. And his wife says, find something for him to do. <laughs> Women usually say that when the man is driving them crazy. We're not built to just be at the house. <laughs> I've, my wife's told me before, baby. What time are you leaving? And we're close. She's like, baby, I got stuff to do. I love you. She says, you're a beautiful distraction. You're messing with me. What time are you going? When, when are you heading out, right? My mom used to tell dad that. She said, babe, you need to go. <laughs> She'd tell dad, I remember. She said, you got to go. I'm not getting anything done. We're messing with them. 
So get your laugh back, all right? Number three today, and I think I'm going to close with this, and then we're going to pray together as a family. We'll see. I may or may not close with it. Be carefree. Carefree. How do you do that? Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter 5, 7. Look at this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. One translation says, cast all your cares on him. That means you get your stuff and you throw them to the Lord. If you'll really throw them to the Lord, that means he's carrying them and you're not carrying them. Is that deep? If you'll throw them to God, that means he is carrying them and you're not carrying them anymore. We've got all kinds of stuff we can be concerned or worried about. We're trying to figure out stuff. You're trying to pay that. You're trying to do this. You're trying to get this done. You're trying to get that fixed. You're trying to trying to get well. You're believing God for something. You need a miracle. Man, There's we're, we got cares in life. But you know what? Keep living life to its fullest. Be fully alive and learn to be carefree. How can I do this? Man, I haven't always done good with this. I haven't. It takes practice. It takes practice. My mom used to say, you know what? Get the big, heavy black bag of your problems and your worries, your cares, or if it was sin even, whatever it was, and take it. And mom used to say, imagine taking it to God's throne and imagine that he takes it from you and puts it behind his back where nobody can see it ever again. That's troubles, cares, worries, sin, whatever. Something that has dragged you down, upset you, bothered you, worried you, and give it to him. And people much wiser than me said, you know what? It doesn't make any sense if I'm trying to give it to God, but I'm still carrying it. Let God carry it for you. Give all your worries and your cares to God, for he cares. He cares about you. One last thing. One last thing. I think I am going to do this point. One last thing. Let's do point four up there. You really want to be fully alive? Go ahead and kill addictions. Kill any addictions that are unhealthy, immoral, not right, not good, imbalanced. We've all had addictions. People have all had addictions to something. You say, man, I'm addicted to my phone. Well, then let the Lord help you balance that out. Talk, you, say, you say, man, this is crazy. No, talk to somebody about it, really. Put your phone away. Even so, I'm going to use that as something really simple, but it affects relationships. Did you know when you hold a cell phone, they've done studies where even if I'm speaking to you, if I'm holding a cell phone, people feel less important and they will not listen as well because it looks like I'm distracted holding my cell phone. They say when your cell phone is on the table, even if it's face down next to you and you're at a dinner date or you're with friends or you're with family, it makes people feel like it's taking away from something just because it's there. And phones, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, they can be an addiction. How do I know? I don't, I don't live with any of y'all, right? Right? And I've done this before. You wake up at 2 in the morning to use the restroom and you grab your phone. I don't do that anymore. But I remember a season. I kid you not. One time, you know what I did? I got up at like 2 in the morning and picked up my phone. It was like 2.30 in the morning. We hadn't been in our house very long. I sat down. Oh, that was too much information, wasn't it? But anyway. Now we're really family, amen? I just remember that, okay? And I looked at my phone and I played a word on Words of Friends. What the... What on earth? Lion devil. Words with friends at 2.30 a.m., me friend. 
And I have a very addictive personality. I don't know about y'all. Y'all are pretty righteous, man, and awesome that way, but I have a very addictive personality. I have to be careful with stuff. Man, played a, a words with friends word and, and played the I could I didn't feel good. My eyes are burning. I'm, I played a word. I went back to bed. Kill addictions. Let's go to Romans 8.15. Romans 8.15. Oh, I love this. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Whatever you're addicted to, you are a slave to. Now, if you're addicted to prayer, speaking in tongues, spending time with God, that's one thing. But if you're addicted to anything else apart from God that is imbalanced, it's immoral, illegal, unethical, just ain't right, it's affecting other relationships and stuff, then it's slavery. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when what? When he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him dad, basically. Abba is dad or daddy. So he said, man, how do I get out of this? I want to live fully alive. We're going to talk more about this next week. But you can talk to God. You can get prayer. You can come pray at this altar. You can pray. Get someone to be accountable to. Join a connect group. Start serving. You can break addictions, I promise. I've seen people stop what they're doing, cold turkey, and it made them sick. Some of them were, I've known people that were on drugs, and they said, I can't do this anymore, or they were smoking, or whatever it is that they wanted to get rid of, and they got the cold shivers, and they felt sick and feverish, and they did it. They call it what? Cold turkey. Never understood what that meant. I was thinking of that this morning. I always imagine a turkey shivering. You know, mind images? Ooh, they plucked all my feathers off. I got I don't know. It's just weird. I've always thought, cold turkey. What does that mean, cold? You just stopped cold turkey. Nobody knows what that means, I don't guess. Unless you're a language or English expert. But let's go to the beginning of that verse again. What does that say? So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Praise God. One translation says, puts you in bondage. When you're in bondage to something, you are in slavery to it. You are bound. You are held. You can't leave it. You're in bondage to something. You are t caught up, tied up with chains or some other way, and you can't leave it. You can't budge. You are not free to move about. That's what bondage and slavery is. You're under someone or something else's control. I'd rather submit my life to the Lord because why? So you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when what? When he adopted us. That's what scripture says. When he adopted us, and so now we call him Abba Father. He adopted us into his own family. He adopted you as his own children. So let's go through these again today. You want to be fully alive? This is what fully alive looks like. Number one is enjoy. Number two, laugh. Number three, be carefree. Number four, make sure you kill addictions. There's nothing that will fight against your freedom, your happiness, your joy, your life, your relationships than addictions. And on that note, let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes today. Let's pray. Let's talk to God. I want to talk to you today just for a moment.